0: Hey, welcome to How to Write a Novel on a windy-ass fucking dock. But I think I got some noise reduction techniques that'll make the wind okay. So I was thinking how when I did this show for like the first two months where I did an episode every day, it was kind of cool because it was just like, what is on my mind? Any dumb thing, it really doesn't matter. Just whatever thought I had about something about the process of writing. Where now that I only do them just whenever intermittently... I guess it's changed that tone a little because it's like, is this important? <laughs> is this a useful thing to say? And I think that's, uh, I'm, I'm going to try to buck that feeling, that trend or whatever. It's like, it's better to just, just record whatever. I've had a couple of dumb thoughts. I just didn't happen to have my recorder on me. But I'm like, oh, those would have been episodes. And again, it's not like there's some kind of big answer, not some kind of big even like i was saying as i've said many times if i had one big answer or like one big thing to uh recommend it's the working every day thing but uh i've gotten a few uh some correspondence based on this podcast i think just cuz it's called how to write a novel <laughs> you know one guy literally said like yeah just type that in and here it is but even that like my one thing he uh he said that uh the working every day thing is just uh hard you know hard for that to happen so even though i feel like that's uh you know that's the main thing i've got to offer hopefully there's something else that's useful then if that can't if uh if that particular little piece of advice isn't helping then you know hopefully i got some whatever who knows who knows all this shit i rambled about because that's the other thing it'll be like ah, some people agree with this stuff and not this stuff whatever but i guess that is maybe what i'm trying to say is maybe it's just the uh you know, the process, regardless of what the process is, is like the more important thing. Actual advice, or like, here's how you do it, or some kind of guide, it's going to be different for every person anyway. So it's really, it's just a talking about writing, just the, to hear about somebody who's in the process I think is more, more valuable overall. So uh, even if I just have some stupid idea that seems dumb, why not try to get it on wax? today's topic it's actually the exact same as the last topic is the idea of micro work and uh, let me just I'll get a little low brow on you but this is something that has happened to me quite a few times in my life so uh, I'm still in Toronto I'm uh, in the beaches neighborhood there's uh, a nice little laundromat near my place my Airbnb doesn't have laundry so I was just doing laundry so the laundry's in but I need uh, coins to use the dryer so i went down the street to this bagel place got a couple bagels so i'd have some change break a 20. back to the laundromat fucking put the clothes in the dryer and then i realized oh man i gotta use the bathroom fucking bagels man heavy ass bagels in my belly but the laundromat doesn't have a washroom you know for such a nice neighborhood (laughs) you know there's certain things that are sort of lacking in the beaches but anyway, I just went down to the beach and, you know, it's getting a little cold. It's the end of September. It's windy as shit. It is sunny. And that's one thing that cracks me up about Canadians is Canadians tend to base their wardrobe and their behavior entirely on how sunny it is, not what the actual weather is like. Maybe more so in Vancouver, but people in this beaches neighborhood of Toronto act a lot like West Coasters. It's like a little enclave of the West Coast in the Midwest. A lot of kids in, like, tie-dye shirts and stuff. It's weird to think that there's these kids who grow up in Toronto but have a kind of pseudo-OC life. Like, where their memories of their childhood are going to be weirdly, like, beach culture even though they're in fucking Canada. But yeah, down at the beach is not a particularly nice day. So, uh, it's fucking empty down here. And there's, like, you know, a little beach house place you can rent kayaks and stuff that has a public washroom. So I stopped in there and it is like a fortress of a washroom. You remember that old Seinfeld episode where George is talking about how he wishes that uh, the stalls and bathrooms went all the way down to the floor. He doesn't like that you can see under them and see people's feet. Well that's what this place is like. Great big door, boom, totally like concrete on all sides. It's like a little fortress in there. And I try to be uh, mindful of not, you know, uh, Hogging uh, bathrooms, you know, if there's only one stall, I don't I don't mess around I just use it and get out of there because I don't want to get in the way of someone else that needs to use the fucking bathroom But if it's a place like you know, like a mall where it's like crazy. There's like 12 or 16 different toilet stalls And here there's only two but nobody else was there if someone else did come in there's another stall available and I was just kind of listening and nobody. Nobody came in. I was all by myself because it's just the lonely ass beach. So I pulled out my phone and it's like funny just in the time that I just sat there kicking back. Oh, I just thought of the song I gotta play. Kicking back, taking a shit. (laughs) I got work done, you know, it's ridiculous. Just kind of settled in. It's like, let's just let the fucking bowels move. Apologies again if you think this is gross to talk about, but, you know, let's not rush. Let's just take my time, let nature take its course. And, uh, I don't know, it's probably in there 10 minutes, maybe. But I pulled out my phone, and, uh, so one of the things I'm working on is... I'm trying to make a little video game, a little narrative based video game. I made a test game. If you go to my website, KeithCourage.com, you can find a link to it. It's called Mr. President. It's a five minute game. It's free to download. It's uh, it's with this program Ren'Py that people use to make anime games, you know, visual novels. And I made a quick little linear comedy game just to teach myself the basics of how it works. So now I'm working on a longer, more serious game that it's this story idea that I had years ago that I've worked on. I started working on it as a story. Then I thought it would be cool to make as a game. Then I thought maybe as like a movie script, almost like a play. But I'm back to the game thing, because basically what I want to do is it's totally linear. It's just a conversation where you can choose different choices in the conversation, but they don't matter. None of the choices make any difference. It still all leads the same way. It all goes in the same direction. And the inspiration for that is kind of uh, mostly this game, Kentucky Route Zero, that... It's like an adventure game, but, well, like story-based. There's not a lot of puzzles or anything. But it it really doesn't matter what you pick, like there's even parts in Kentucky Red Zero where they they really deconstruct the trope like crazy, where not only are you picking dialogue for your character, you're picking dialogue for the other character. That's how much it doesn't matter, like you're not playing this game to try to produce an outcome, you're playing this game just to have your own experience, you know, like these choices are only there because it's what you want to say, and as long as you know that and you're comfortable with that, It doesn't feel like a non-game or a pointless endeavor. It feels fun because this is what we're doing. We're just choosing this stuff for ourselves to change our own experience and it's neat. It's instead of that idea of the video game as like a reward giver of like a video game as a slot machine or something like you do the thing and you get the digital reward. This is the opposite. This is really, it's just happening in your head is more important than what's happening on the screen. And I like that idea, so that's why I went back to the idea of making this story that I'm working on into a game even though it doesn't need to be a game. It's linear, it always ends the same way. But I like that idea of just giving the person choices and kind of making them complicit in what's happening even though I'm not giving them an option not to. And basically what it is, it's this weird idea I had. I had this idea in like 2012 or 13. I was hanging out at this Starbucks a lot or I'd get up early in the morning, go to the Starbucks. And I was getting, it was a really good period. I was getting a lot of work done in that time. It was just dark ass winter. So I was like getting up just before the sun came up so that I could get some sunlight in my day, try to get the seasonal depression to back off a little. But it's also, it was in this part of Toronto over on the other end by like a mental health hospital. So a lot of kind of crazy homeless guys came in And I just started imagining this conversation between kind of like a well put together high-strung type a kind of lady who lost her job and she's at the coffee shop looking for a new job and she's very stressed about her life she didn't like her old job she knows she's not gonna like her next job but what do you do this is society this is how it works there's no other choice and she's just unhappy and she stumbles into like realizing almost as like but she also doesn't know who she can talk to because she's like she's an asshole she has this really unpleasant personality that she's always trying to hide and always trying to not let people be aware of just these thoughts she's having and this bad attitude that she has so she stumbles into this homeless guy who hangs out there a lot she realizes that if she just buys him coffee and muffins and shit, he'll just sit with her and he, he's just kind of her agony on, you know. She can say whatever she wants and she can insult him and she can say mean things and tell her real opinions about what she thinks about overweight people or, or the homeless or anything, fucking hipsters at the coffee shop. She, she, she can just be an asshole to this person and he'll just absorb it and he's seemingly not really even picking up on a lot of it, but maybe he is, you know, we'll see as things go. And it's just, it's just this long, probably unpleasant conversation, this one-sided conversation. Anyway, I've been working on that, where just it's another thing I pick away at a little bit every day. Let's just get a little further, a little further, a little further. And even though it's ultimately linear, and most of the decisions immediately have no effect, every once in a while I have it branch off a little bit, very temporarily. Like you can choose three things to talk about and she'll talk about one of the three and then it, you know, loops back into the main path. And that's another reason I guess why I wanted it to be a video game is some of these like conversations aren't necessarily that great. It's not my best work. It's not that interesting. Like if I laid it all out as a story and you just have to read through all these, I just feel like it'll get tiresome. So it's like, do I leave this stuff in? Do I cut it? It's like hard to decide. But if it's a game and it's just an option, then it's not so bad. It like takes so much of the stress off. Maybe I've got these three ideas that aren't all that great, but instead of making the reader deal with all three back to back to back, just pick one, (laughs) pick one of the three, go through that little path, and then we'll move on to something else, uh, you know, one of my better ideas. So it's a neat little project and uh, last night, you know, I couldn't sleep. I woke up at like four in the morning and while I was laying in bed, I had that thought of like, you know, this part, this part of this story I've been working on. It's like she asks the homeless guy about why he never responds and why he doesn't talk very much. And he says, you know, people get angry. He doesn't like to talk to people because he doesn't like when they get upset. He doesn't understand why they get upset by him. Uh, She asked him about his coat and uh, where he got it from if he realizes how bad it smells. And there's a third thing about just his, uh, his general level of, of craziness, like do you hear voices? Do you talk to people or whatever? So I had that idea last night at four in the morning of like, I should make those three be a branch. Like you only pick one of the three, not you go through all three. And then I kind of forgot that. So today I'm in the little stall at the beaches, pull out my phone go to my folder and like i've got everything arranged so i don't have to spend a lot of time trying to figure out where i was at you know i've just like got it like here's all the stuff that the first draft is done here's the folder of stuff i'm still working on and they're all numbered you know like 600 700 800 with a zero in the front that's important so it can go all the way up to you know 9000 before i run out of space So I just get to the point that I'm working on and uh, open it up and then I remembered about yesterday. I'm like oh yeah I had that idea at four in the morning of like maybe these should be a a triple branch instead of three segments that happen one after the other. So just while I was sitting there I just went back and read over the previous bits because I was finished the part about the coat and finished the part about why he never talks. I'm working right now on if he hears voices. I read through them to make sure they would work as individual segments instead of all together. Just made a couple little alterations so that that all worked. I also checked to make sure there was nothing that great in any of them. Like if if there's anything in these parts that I really want a player to experience because it's particularly important to where the relationship's going to go between this lady and this homeless guy, then you know i gotta make sure it's on the main path that it just happens that you don't have the choice to miss it but there's nothing like that in these parts so i basically i just rearranged the folders i just renumbered stuff i made a little i'm gonna have to write a little like lead-in part to this to like you know what is the little conversation that leads to picking one of these three options Basically, I guess all I did, long story short, is I rearranged stuff. But I rearranged it in a way that is like progression. It's like, yeah, this is where I want to go next. This is better. And like, even if that's all I do on that story today, that's, I guess, kind of the point I've been trying to make about doing little bits of work every day, is it adds up. It adds up incredibly fast. Like, the difference between moving one step forward and moving zero steps forward is... You know, it's zero and one, it's infinity and nothingness, it's, it's everything. Either you're moving forward or you're not, you know, there is no middle ground. So in 10 minutes, while I was taking a shit, you know, <laughs> while I'm just in the bathroom, in just some weird little lonely beach house on the windy beach day and no one's around, it's just kind of quiet and I'm just kind of there. I got some work done on that project today. Like it's the definition of found time, like most of the time it's like I'll sit on a bench somewhere. Or like I said last episode, I'll be on transit, transit's a great one. You know, just at a coffee shop. And it's another great benefit to not having a proper smartphone. I know it's weird to people that I don't have a smartphone with data plan and stuff. And it does make my life a little harder sometimes. Like I can't look up stuff whenever I want. I can't use Google Maps. I can't uh, call Ubers, you know, like I feel like there's a lot of benefits obviously, but the benefit to not having it is not giving yourself other options. Like when I'm home and I've got the Wi-Fi on, I sit at my computer, I check my fucking email, I check my Twitter, I check my Facebook, I check YouTube subscriptions. Then I check them again in 20 minutes and then I check them again half an hour later and it's just, it's just, I can't not. It's very hard not to, it's just, it's a tough habit to break. But if you don't have the option, it's easy, there's no option, you know. I had no option except to either just sit there and be bored out of my fucking head, waiting for the bagels to push the shit out of my system, sorry again. Or I could get some work done, like I mean I guess I listen to like podcasts and music while I walk around but those are the options, I could just sit there staring at the walls listening to something or I could get a little work done. And I guess that's why I wanted to bring this up because that is like there is no found time better than just the bathroom, you know I'm not saying make this necessarily a daily habit, I don't work in bathrooms very often but sometimes like my, my last book that I wrote, my nonfiction book about the video game The Last of Us, which is also at keithcourage.com for free. Feel free to go check it out. There's a part I didn't even remember writing. It was funny when I was going back and editing it, where uh, it was called Party Break. <laughs> and uh, I was at a bar, apparently. I honestly don't remember this night. I was probably pretty drunk, but I just was in the stall in a bar. And I wrote, like, how amazing is this? I'm working on my book right now while I'm drunk at a bar like this is the future man this is the benefit of the future <laughs> You know, you don't have to sit at your desk with your fucking feather quill and yeah, your ink pot and you don't have to sit at your big heavy typewriter you can work anytime anywhere and it's just a little bit of work but it adds up and at the end of the day I mean I really feel like that is it, like every other piece of writing advice, is uh, it's ornamental. It's like, yeah, maybe it's applicable, maybe it's not. Maybe it's helpful, maybe it's not. Maybe it fits your particular disposition, maybe it doesn't. The only one, the only actual true, are you a writer or are you not, is do you, do you fucking write? At the end of the day, is there more done than there was at the beginning of the day? That's it. That is it. And it's always tough, it's hard to push oneself into working sometimes, it's hard to force yourself to work. Like I'm not one of those guys, people that say, uh, I don't like writing but I like having written. I don't feel that way, I do like writing. I like the process of being in that mindset, I like being in that zone, I like being in the situation that this character's in and just kind of taking myself there and imagining it. I like that. I like that once I'm doing it. I still, that before moment is tough. I don't know why. It comes up a million times. It's uh, again, The War of Art, that book by Stephen Pressfield. That feeling of resistance. If it was easy, everyone would do it. But for some reason, it's hard. It's hard to get started. But as you learn your own rhythms, as you learn your own natural inclinations, You just got to make it as easy for yourself as possible. And in my case, that's not having a smartphone attached to social media and YouTube. And God forbid, sometimes I think, like, I wonder what if I had a smartphone with data? How, I mean, just, I think of all the times that I would have just been, I don't know, on like a long bus ride or sitting in a library or something and like, let's just Let's just, oops, I've drifted to the part of the internet with boobs on it. I just know it would have happened. I just know it would. I think it's okay to deny yourself these options. Don't don't put yourself in the position of having to expend energy on a daily basis to make the right choice. Just don't give yourself options. Just don't give yourself the opportunity to make the wrong choice. Just don't do it. So yeah, in my case, it's an old smartphone with a little keyboard attached in my pocket. And it's just like, maybe I won't sit down at the gilded fucking notebook in the big mahogany table and write every day. Maybe I won't do that. Maybe that's not, maybe I'm not a classic writer in that sense. Maybe I just have to nab these little moments throughout my day. Maybe when I stop in for a coffee somewhere, or I am fucking, again, like on a bench looking at a a scenery someplace, or just walking through a park and I sit on a rock, whatever, sitting on a bus, or again, just in a bathroom, you know? (laughs) Writing doesn't have to be fucking fancy, it doesn't have to be a big ritual. There's not a lot of time in the day, days go by quickly there's so much lost time in a day though so much dead space like when you think about these people that are incredibly productive you think of your fucking Elon Musk's and your goddamn Bill Gateses or Steve Jobs back in the day whatever and you're like I can't believe how much these people are getting done but they have the same time as you you just got to find those moments and fucking take them seize the day So there's a fucking ramble for you, thanks for listening, I don't know, hope that was fucking handy in some ways, listening to me talk about poop. And speaking of, the song I'm gonna play, (laughs) this fucking song, First Day Out, man, I don't know, I just haven't thought of this song in ages, but it's an old Insane Clown Posse song, and uh, this is a cover version done by their friends Twisted, Twisted is like Insane Clown Posse Junior, I don't know, they're just like another band like that and it's just about this guy who just got out of jail and now he's going on a date <laughs> just love it he's like at a restaurant and the chick's been gone a long time you know going to powder her nose and like she's probably kicking back taking a shit but i ain't saying nothing though i ain't saying nothing about the motherfucking hoe the late 90s early 2000s very sensitive time in clown-based rap Alright, so that's song of the day. Thanks for listening, and uh, gotta go get my laundry. Adios!
1: Drop below. Told my man hook me up with a chick that he know. The bitch said, "Motherfucker, pick me up in three, can't bitch." And the dope ride just street. We can either. A- the tab, you know that I'm a go for mine, Garcon believe 54 vintage wine, and a steak well done, and an order of shrimp, Jamie Madrox playing a pimp, she's back now, and her hair ain't fixed, probably in the bathroom, kicking back, taking a shit, but I ain't saying nothing though, I ain't saying nothing about the motherfucking hoe, and what's up bitch, you ready to break, besides how long can one fat employed? Uh, sit. nah. You're dead pretty fresh sweetie pie. pie, pie I mean pie, him pie. let me grip his ride. Besides, he slipped me a 50-50 But then again I'm kinda shifty Now I wanna fuck so we headed to my house Fuck sitting with your parents on the couch Dad I got a bitch in my room and I smile Take your ass to the bar And don't come back for a while A juggalo's known for smacking hoes But I need to bust nuts so I switch to the Mac mode you know I love you So why don't you just let me fuck you Look bitch, I know you so let me get a little kiss on my cheek And i fuck to go with that Come on, info And let me hit that Tell you what, you let me stick it And I got a leftover piece of chicken for you You little sewer skate You nasty little pipe smoking, money-hungry, bitch! That's the shit, Jay 85 bucks an hour and you wanna play And that was that a little smooth talking, and she was on her back. You never guess what. My first day out, and I caught my nutty. Eh?